Welcome to Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Society doesn't want you to blame anything but yourself. It's a trait, not mental health. People out there is not going to understand you until you let them know. You definitely got to take into account your mental health. You have to tune into your own mind. Test, 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 one, two, test, test, one, two. All right, I'm here, I'm here. Hey, what's going on? It's your man Casanova for another Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. And I'm here live on the Culture Radio. I know I haven't done the lives in a long time. I know even last week I thought I was playing a rerun, but I was actually playing a... um, I was playing a uh, I was playing the the introduction over and over. So I do apologize about that. We gone through some of our recent maintenance. So at the end of the day, I have uh, done a lot of uh, uh, maintenance on the uh, on the culture radio. So some things uh, fell through the cracks. And unfortunately, it was a repeat of uh, <laughs> of the intro. So but I'm back. I'm here. And um one, I want to just thank everybody for um, for being here, for supporting the for supporting the culture radio, to supporting all the new shows, supporting me and my journey. I appreciate you. I know it's been a while, and I know I always give excuses, but I just did a podcast last week, so yeah, I dropped one last week, and I'm dropping. And I'm gonna continue to do my lives and get back to my regularly scheduled program. But I do apologize. Like I said, I've been busy. I've been real blessed. You know what's been going on with me. The culture radio has been. Experienced expanding. So at the end of the day, we have new shows that we're working with right now. I'm, I'm so excited about that, the new shows that are on. Um, also, um, Culture Life product have been sold out and I was reamping everything. So that took me some while to focus on it. You know, I'm not, I'm not the best multitasker in the world. Um, you know, so, and then, uh, also I, I didn't say this on our last podcast, but, uh, my roof one day started to leak. So, um, I had to, uh, get that repaired and we're going to soon get a whole new roof. So that's been something as well. So a lot of things have been going on with me. Um, also, uh, uh, you know, I'm also people don't know, uh, besides being a life coach and being certified in, in different mental health uh, uh, certifications and also, um, you know, being an author and and which still my books are still available for you to buy. I do see the trinkle uh, by, uh, sales here and there. Um, um, author, a media company owner, things like that. I also am a project manager and recently have uh, started to uh, work with the company uh, doing pro- being a project manager with them. Uh, usually I did a lot of freelance project management. I work with various companies and stuff like that. But this company right here, uh, I decided decided to, uh, you know, work with um, exclusively. Uh, it's a great company. I'm not going to put the business out there too, too much j- just because at the end of the day, you know, certain, certain things that'd be private and I don't want to mix the two, but this is a great company 
And um, I really uh, am excited about working with them, um, doing project management. Because you also know I'm, I'm certified uh, a six. I'm a Six Sigma black belt, lean black belt, uh, project management stuff like that. So um, this last two years has been a, a, a growth for me. So now I just decided to continue that growth. Um, like I said, I worked with a lot of great companies over the last year, year and a half. Um, that you know to help them with their project management implementation things like that. So I decided to work with this company and it's a great company. I'm proud to be there. So anyway, what am I talking about this one? Ego. Okay. Um, it's something in the last few months I've come to realize about myself. And um, I was having a conversation today with somebody where I really was able to articulate that theory that I've been doing for myself. And um, what I'm talking about is ego, how as men, we tend to live through our egos. And let me explain. I'll, I'll personal for me, my relationships and my connections with people were not because I was um, not because I was um, connected with these people, not because I was really interested in these people, but because these people fulfilled a certain thing for my ego. Right. Um, I used to think people loved me or cared about me because they were they were uh, uh, fulfilling my ego. They were uh, catering to my ego. And in my marriage, there was points where I thought maybe my wife didn't love me because she wasn't feeding my ego. She was feeding my soul. See, there's a difference. Most women or relationships that you have feed your ego and gives you this false understanding of happiness, this false understanding of fulfillment, when at the end of the day, all that's a facade. It's like being, it's funny, I was told one time that I'm a celebrity and I don't believe it whatsoever. I am, I, I, but you know, somebody said, oh, I can't talk to you. Something they said, and I was like, well, you can talk to me about it, you know, but, but oh, I can't talk to you because you're a celebrity. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you're too, you're too well known. I'm like, what are you, t- like, who's a celebrity? You know what I'm saying? Like, and, but it fed my ego, right? I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Even though I'm trying to humble myself, but it fed my ego, you know what I'm saying? Where somebody that breaks down your ego, but you have to know the difference though, because there are people that are just going to hate to hate, you know what I'm saying? But when somebody that loves you is not with you because, or your friend or your lover or your associate because of all the things that make you feel good. And sometimes that's hard to differentiate. Uh, that's it that wrong. <laughs> it's hard to tell the difference because it feels good when people are around you that are filling your ego, make you feel good, make give you these these ideas that you're more. And as black men, unfortunately, we tend to fall into that ego category. And let me explain. For years, black men have not been able to feel important. Um, we, our rights as men were taken away to gather a family, to have multiple kids, to have multiple wives, to have, to, to uh, get our own plot of land and, and, and work with our hands to build something, to protect our families. That was taken away from us. And I believe and this is just my thoughts right now. You know what I do always tell you what's my thoughts compared to facts. This is my thoughts. My thoughts is that every black man is in his DNA to be 
the provider, the protector, the leader. It's in our DNA. It's in our bones. It's in our minds that we are to be the leaders. We are to be the breadwinners. We are to protect, take care of, 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 of those around us. But that was taken away from us through slavery and a lot of laws and situations in America that has been taken away from us. So we had to find something else to make ourselves feel good as a man, because see, when they took that away from us, all we had was our black women, our queens to say, you could do it, baby. You could get through it. Right. So we use that to, okay, cool. As motivation, our kids, our wives, our families, we use that. Like everything's against me, but I'm going to triumph. Now, we've lost that support. We've lost all support. Now, to, to fill that gap that we have as men, we rely on our ego now. We fulfill our ego to, to, to replace that feeling of, I know my place. I know my worth. I know what I'm here to do. Now that was taken away from us. So our ego filled it. And we now filter that. We filter everything in our lives through that ego. Because unfortunately, as a black man, either you are, you ain't shit, as they say, deadbeat, all that, or criminal, all this stuff, or you're rich, balling with money. There's no in between anymore. So what we do is to feel important, we fill our ego. We go towards things to fill our ego. See, and let's talk about our black queens. Now, this is not getting on my sisters at all, so I don't want you to think this is bashing your dad at all, but I'm just stating things that I believe are true. Women, the reason why women are, we always say, why are women always to the bad boy? You got the, the, the college girl, the career girl messing with some deadbeat drug dealer or some broke, broke guy and things like that. See, it's in a black woman's DNA to look at a man and see his potential. See, life for men back in the days, you had to fulfill your potential or you wouldn't live, right? Women saw a man that had nothing and saw his potential. That's why right now women are always attracted to the drug dealer, the bad boys, the, the, the one with nothing. They are attracted to that because they could see the potential. They could see that drug dealer leaving the drugs and making his, his business legit. They could see that wannabe rapper one day being the biggest day in the world. They see that broke-ass person that has a broke-ass company uh, having an empire. They see that and they want that and they jump on that. That's their place with a man is to encourage him to... To be great. See, but it's confusing now because the problem is that our men don't have the courage because we want them to be great already. Women look at a dude and instead of supporting him, they belittle him. Society belittles him. You ain't doing shit. You ain't this. You ain't that. But you're dating this guy. You date the guy that's 40, 50 years old, still don't have a business or his business ain't going nowhere, but you date him. But at the end of the day, you bash him and cheat on him because at the end of the day, you've been taught that he needs to be balling, but you still have this innate, innate instinct in you to, to, to support him because maybe one day he will come up. So you could say, I rocked with you when you had nothing. 
Not understanding that when a man has nothing, you still have to support him and love him as if he had something. See, we're confused right now. See, women always like the bad boys. Back in the days, it was dangerous being a husband and a provider. You know, back, I mean, let's, before industry and stuff like that, man had to go out there and hunt. That was dangerous. Sometimes they didn't come back from the hunt. Hunting wild boars and tigers and, and elephants and stuff like that. Sometimes people didn't come back. That was dangerous. So when they came back, it was a party. They they had their wives. They would have sex, food, and boom. Because at the end of the day, as a man, you went out there, you risked your life. Even and let's even say, let's even say a farmer. You know, everybody was in hunters. They were there was farmers. You risked your life out there. You woke up at the crack of dawn to 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 move rocks and lay this foot. Down it and protect your crop from wild animals and stuff like that. Like it was dangerous work. And women like that to be sleeping with the dangerous person. That's why they date the drug, the drug dealer and the, the, the thug and all that stuff, because it's dangerous. Women like that. But see, unfortunately, our society has been warped. You know? What woman really likes the lame guy? I see so many guys that that are doctors, lawyers, and stuff like that, and they're getting turned down by women. But those same women that are college educated are running towards the, the broke guy. They're running towards the guy that ain't got shit. The guy that got 14 baby mamas is on child support. The guy that is 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 50, 60 years old, ain't doing shit. 20 years old, just playing PlayStation. That's who they gravitate towards. Because that's dangerous. You know, he out there selling drugs. He about that life. It's dangerous. They like that. But as soon as that gone, they don't like him no more. Because, see, it's warped. Our sense of what we want has been warped from the time from us being in Africa. Men, all we all we can do is fulfill our ego. That's all we think we can do is fulfill our egos. Because even when a man gets rich, he's still doing his ego. You know, you don't see Diddy, you don't see the Diddies and the Dre's and these people really about family when they get money. Now nah, they're about flashing, getting the the expensive watches and the cars and the they they're about stunting on everybody, showing everybody I'm I'm doing fulfilling their ego. But how many of them are always breaking up with their woman and not even taking care of their family? They think, oh, I just take care of my family. I pay child support, whatever. But they're not there as a father. I mean, look at Neo. Neo had a woman, had kids with her. But because he, you know, filling his ego, his sexual needs, she's like, I can't take it no more. Because we're filtering all our lives through our ego. I used to do that. I really used to be about my ego. Casanova was his own entity, okay? His own entity. He was a beast by himself, fulfilling his ego and his needs, rather than understanding that I'm a man regardless of all these things around me. During my mental health breakdown every day, everything was taken away from me. Everything was stripped from me, where all I had was Derek. If you don't know my name, that's my name. You know what I'm saying? All I had was he. I just need D. All I had was D. And at the end of the day, that's all I had was, was that. And I had to learn to love myself and accept myself and then surround people that loved and accepted me for me. One of the people was my wife. 
I thought I had to be the smooth guy that was screwing her like right, had the money, you know, all the girls wanted me. I was pimping, looking good, dressed fly. I thought that's who I had to be for her. When all she wanted was me. But I didn't think, I didn't really think that's what she wanted. I was just fulfilling my ego. I was just making my ego bigger, fulfilling my my pointless e- egotistical needs. Even through love. I'm looking, there was a point I looked at my wife and I was saying to my, and myself, she don't love me. Why? Because she don't want sex off the time from me. She doesn't, you know, drool at my body. She doesn't, you know, tell me every day I'm sexy and the fly is staying on this earth. She doesn't, she doesn't do all those things. So she must not love me. See, that's filtering my love through ego. Not recognizing like this is the woman that cooks for me every night. That prays over me every night and every morning. That makes sure I'm fed. Make sure my kids are good. Make sure I'm in a clean house. Make sure my mental's right. Ask me how my mental is. It's concerned about my career. Encourage me to do things and be better. See, but those things don't fill your ego up. Those things aren't ego. You know what I'm saying? Ego is, is yo, she, she need to dress real tight with the tight pants and the push and push them breasts up and walk out and look sexy for daddy. You know what I'm saying? She need to be freaky in the bed with me and, and yell all types of old daddies for me. You know what I'm saying? She needs to, you know what I'm saying, tell me every time I do something, I'm the greatest in the world. That's how I was equating my love through my ego, filtering everything through my ego. I know I went on a little tangent with the girl thing, but we're, we're going to get back on that as well, too. But you know what I'm saying? That's what I was doing, filtering everything through my ego. But then when you stop doing that, you start to realize that a lot of things you were doing were not really, wasn't love, wasn't attention, wasn't any really good. Because when you're in that space, I would say about the last four years of my life when I really evaluated, it's all been ego driven. Everything I've done been, was driven by my ego. And the last year broke me down. Last year and a half. Broke me down and rebuilt me. But about four years ago, three years ago, I was ego driven. You couldn't tell me nothing. I had everything. In my mind, I had everything. Everything I was fulfilling my ego. Everything. So for me, my life was good. Casanova was the man. Not understanding that everything was ego, nothing was real. And what was real, I was not looking at. I was rejecting it. I had a family. I had a beautiful wife. You know, I had all these great things. But instead of me focusing on that, I was focused on all this bullshit. People in my life that were about bullshit, that really didn't love me or care about me in any way, but just because of what I did and who I was was around me, fulfilling my ego, but really weren't really riding with me, like my wife and my kids and my family, my business partners, people that I knew rock with me, loved me, but see, I was ignoring them because I was chasing my ego, fulfilling my ego, and we got to stop doing that as black men. Yeah, we have a lot of things against us, don't get me wrong, but we got to stop fulfilling the ego. Because all we do is push it away to people that love us. Now, let's get back to women, right? Let's get back to our sisters. They're fulfilling our ego. We're using our sisters as fulfilling our ego, and our sisters are falling into it. 
women aren't the 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 center for us to love anymore, to cherish, to take care of. No, they're an object of a visual satisfaction, sexual satisfaction. We use them for ego boosters, not for personal growth. They're ego boosters. Y'all got the bad bitch on my arms. Yo, she freaky as hell. Shit, she going to be a friend to the bed with me too. We use our black women to boost our ego. So we even filter our love through ego. Yo, I'm going to marry this bitch. She fine. I'm going to marry this bitch. She got money. I can marry this bitch. She going to put me on. Excuse the language. I'm just saying how people talk. So I don't think anyone was a bitch. I'm just saying. You know, that's how we talk. That's how men are talking. how the ego talks. She doing everything to my ego. But am I saying, is this woman, does she know how to cook, clean, take care of the house, take care of kids, take care of me, pray, pray over me? Now, I should be doing, doing the same things for her as, as well. But see, this is what the ego is. The ego is very one-sided. The ego is very one-sided. So at the end of the day, I don't think about what I, do, I did for my wife. I think about what she didn't do for me. Now, understand that I'm not doing shit for her. But see, that's how ego works. Is that we we have this false we it gives you this false sense of being special that you deserve that no matter it's okay if you treat somebody else like shit because you're good it's okay if you hurt everybody else because you're good because you're filtering everything you do through your ego now let's get back to why we got there though so that is the problem but. Like I said before, we got there because as men, everything that made us a man was taken from us. Our right to work with our hands and build, to hunt, to gather, to 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 multiply, right? Like we like to 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 love our kids and to grow and to, to grow through our kids and to have multiple wives because that polygamy was Africa. You know what I'm saying? We lost all of that, which developed the ego. And that's why today we use everything we can to fulfill that ego because we've lost our purpose as black men. Black women have lost their purpose as black women because they understand. I, it's, like, it's like what I say about lesbian women. I always say, and this is my theory, okay, on black women and being lesbians, okay? Back in the day, polygamy was the thing. In Africa, men marry multiple women, right? Now, a man wasn't able to satisfy a woman every single night. Of course not. He just can't do it. If you got five wives, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's going to be four wives that are not going to be doing anything. Or two, if you, you know, if you're doing whatever. But at the end of the day, you can't satisfy them all every night. So what did the women do to satisfy themselves? It's not like... And women were any less horny or anything. You know what I'm saying? Sexual needs are sexual needs. So the women would play with each other. See, in the Bible, each time, you never really heard about lesbianism too much. Because in the 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 the, the, the confound of polygamy, it was okay. Women are innately tra- attracted to each other. They're innately sexual towards each other. Not sexual like, yo, let me look at, but like very central. Maybe that's a better word. Central towards each other. They're very, they're very curious about each other. And that's why when two lesbians get together or two women together, they say that woman knows her needs centrally. 
But see, we have made women believe that's unnatural when the defined feminine is very natural. But because women are not allowed to express that within the confound of polygamy or have that as an option, they think, oh, I'm a lesbian. I just like women. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that there aren't women out there that are straight lesbians. I'm not saying that there are women back in the day that were lesbians. I'm not saying that. So please don't anybody quote me about that. But what I'm saying is that when a woman thinks I miss this bond and closeness with a woman, she automatically thinks, well, I have to be a lesbian. Because the expectations of men are not there anymore. So men are not fulfilling a woman, not because sexually, because he's not able to be a man to her. So that's unfulfilled. And then she has this other fulfillness of a woman, of the companionship of a woman, not understand that because our society tells you, in essence, man and woman, that's it. Man and woman, that's it. Women, women, men, men, that's okay. But when it comes to a man with multiple women, oh, no, sorry, which makes no sense to me. I could transition to a man. I could date a man. But when I want to take care of two women, that's a no-no. Makes no sense. I could go out there, have babies with multiple women. That's fine. But if I say, let me bring them together, marry them all, take care of all my kids in one household, that's a no-no. Makes no sense. But see, that's the problem of our society. A lot of things that are embedded in our DNA have been taken away from us. Back to the women in the lesbian situation. So now a woman feels she has to choose. Now, I know you're like, well, there are bi women out there, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there are. I'm not saying that there aren't exceptions to the rules that aren't women that just really want women. And I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying, the majority of these women that had like four kids and date men, all of a sudden they dating men, not dating women, not because women, men, not because they really want women, because they feel men has failed them. So let me try this. Rather than understanding their needs is like you want a man for certain things and you want a woman for another things. And in the compound of polygamy, women were satisfied. Men weren't out there cheating. Like people have cheated always. So I don't want, I want people to think like cheating. Just if everybody were polygamy, nobody's going to cheat. Cheating has always happened. That has always happened no matter what the situation. So let's not talk about that because I'm always going to have somebody like, oh, well, you know, if, if, if you know, there's always been cheating. It's always been cheating. There's always been everything. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. But, in, but the majority of people were okay with that because at the end of the day, women like the fact that her man, other women wanted him. And they were they were active in the participation of picking another wife. Like, are you good enough for our family? Do you bring stuff to the table? See, it was a joint thing. See, so now we've lost all that. So you have these black men that are very promiscuous because it's in our DNA. But unfortunately, it was taken away from us. So now you got men out here having multiple babies. Without the responsibility, because the law tells you, because America tells you, you can't have multiple women under one roof and take care of the kids. You can't do that. They would rather those those baby mothers to be on welfare than the father to say, hey, let's all get together. Let's live together. I'm going to take care of everybody. You're sharing men already, women. I mean, at the end of the day, if you meet a guy with two two babies, babies, uh, mothers already and all that stuff, you're already polygamous. You're already doing that. You just want to be the only one? How many women know their man's cheating on them on the low? I mean, anyway, you know what? That's another 
podcast polygamy, so I should not go deep. But what I'm saying is that things were taken away from men and women that has us, have us where we're at today. So unfortunately, we don't understand ourselves anymore. And we're doing these things and not understanding where they come from. See, I've done a lot of studying to, for me to understand me as a man. Because only then can I be a man to my wife, a father to my children, if I'm understanding myself. If I'm understanding what's been taken away from me and what was replaced with that. What was taken away from me as a black man is my ability to build my own empire, to build my own kingdom the way biologically, mentally, and emotionally it was meant to be. Now, of course, I'm building my companies and stuff like that, but that's one part of what a man's desire is. A man's motivation has always been women and children and his children. That's always been a man's motivation. Men do not do anything else. They do everything to impress the woman. No, no man wants to impress another man. We don't care. A real man don't care about that. He wants to impress his woman and he wants his kids to look up to him when he has kids. We've taken that motivation away. We've taken the luxury of a man like if I work hard, I have it all. Because now we're scared because when we see all these young black men get that money, get that fame, what happens to feds, Rico, all this other stuff? Because nobody wants the, 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 the not dangerous person. Women don't want the guy that's, yo, I changed my life and I don't do that no more. I'm just strictly about it. Even if he's rich. Look at somebody like Will Smith. I bet you Jada thinks he's sexy right now. I think she probably is so turned on right now that he before. That's a whole nother podcast on that relationship. But you get what I'm saying? And then instead of sticking up for him, she kind of did this quasi like, you know, hope they get together and talk. You know, nah, defend your man. Hold him down. But no, no, no. Quasi. But that's a whole nother podcast, a whole nother podcast. But what I'm saying is that we have to understand what we're doing to each other. As black men, we are replacing everything with our ego and filtering everything through that ego because that's all we have right now. See, ego is different than confidence. See, confidence is, is, is real. Confidence is it doesn't matter what's in front of you. You're still confident in yourself. You still believe in something regardless of anything that tells you. See, ego works differently. Ego is that thing that needs to be fed those lies, whether it's real or not. It doesn't matter. It's going to eat that. And the more it eats it, the bigger the ego gets. And the bigger the ego gets, the more we're filtering everything through that ego. So we have to stop that. Because our ego is not what's going to sustain us in healthy relationships. You know, I hear this word getting thrown around all the time now, narcissus, nar- narcissus. I hope I'm around, you know, and that's another word for, to me, a man that's stripped of everything that needs something to feel good about himself. 
you know, we have trends all the time. You know, um, we have always these trends of women in our community that are saying we're something. First, it was all black men are bad fathers or that it was all black men are drug dealers, all black men are criminals, all black men want to be basketball players or rappers. You know, uh, now, you know, all black men are, you know, are, you know, uh, don't want a, a queen. There was a time where all black men want to date a white woman. There's always trends that was put upon us that at the end of the day isn't us. You know, one superstar marries a white woman. Now every single black man wants a white woman. We're probably the only population that one person does something. It stereotypes the whole, the whole demographic. We can't get a break. And the struggle continues. One thing I do, I, I saw this thing. Uh, it was this lady. I forgot her name. I really don't like her. But she said something that was very interesting. She said that everybody else stole the civil rights movement from black people. Um, and I don't like this one. I forgot her name, so please don't quote me. I forgot her name. It's not Candace Owens. This white lady. She's a very conservative. She wrote a book. And she was on this, I, I saw it on the internet and she was on this TV show and she said in her book, and they were just reading that, the that, you know, civil rights movement have been stolen from black people. And at first I wanted to hate like oh, this girl, but then I was like, yo, she's right. We are a society that is so bent on healing everybody else or being sensitive to everybody else. But black people. Beyonce, she said, her and Lizzo said something like, I'm a smack, you're gonna be, yo, know, uh, stuttering or something, something. You're gonna be shaking, I don't know what it is, slappish or whatever it is, something stupid that people say generally. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna be twitching or something like that. People with Tourette's or people or whatever got offended and they wanted to change it. It's offensive to them. Like, It took us 40 years for the word nigga to be offensive, and they're still arguing about the uses of the word in other races. They're saying we should say it. Even black people are fighting for us to say the N-word. We're the only people that will take something derogative from us and use it and then justify it as right. I don't ever hear a white person saying, yo, what up, my honky? I don't see, never see an a Indian go, yo, what up, red? Like, they don't do that. They fight for those words to be buried. We as black people don't do that. Where's the civil rights to end that outside? See, civil rights is an effort was the was really originally for black people to be equal here. It was a black movement. It wasn't a sexual orientation movement. It wasn't an Asian movement. It was for black people. That's what it was for. And it has been hijacked by every other gender, ethnicity, all that stuff. And they get results. 
A few Chinese people get beat up and they're writing executive orders. They're, they're talking about violence to Asian people. It's horrible. They've been violence to black people for years because it's so American. See, that's what people understand. These things are so American. That's why they don't talk about it. It is, it is wound into the fabric of our culture. So, of course, they're not going to fight it. Of course, they're going to give the civil rights movement to other people because black prejudice against black people is, is woven into the fabric of what it is to be America. What it is to be American. So they don't care about wiping the word nigga, but they will not fight. But they're but. They got people changing their songs because of Tourette's people or, you know, uh, transgenders. And, you know, they, they, they're fighting for it. We're not transsexuals no more. We're transgenders or, uh, you know, we there. Everything is respected but black people. And we are so defeated as a people that we even accept those derogatory terms for ourselves. And we create some. Now, every culture does that. Every culture has those inner terms they use and stuff like that. But we take other people's culture, other people, what they tell, call us, coon and all this other stuff. We take that and we put it into our culture. So who are we to tell these white folks or anybody else, yo, don't call me nigger? Then turn around and be like, yo, what up, my nigger? Asians don't do that. They don't look at their, they don't say, do not call me chink. That is offensive. Then they go to the next Chinese. Hey, what's up, my chink? And put it in this song. I'm a chink. I'm the hottest chink in the world. They don't do that. They don't do that because it's offensive. How can I justify somebody else not using it? And then I use it. See, that's ego. See, that's us filtering this in our ego. See, there's two fights. There's the personal fight and there's a fight from outside. But see, it's our ego that tells us that we're so we're trying to find something to empower ourselves. So it's like, yo, that word nigga you call me all the time, I'm empowering myself. And I'm gonna call myself a nigga and accept it. Like, no, that is absolutely stupid. You fight for them not to call you that. You fight for that word to be abolished because it's it's you know, you 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 do it. But at the end of the day, no, we embrace it. But then we get mad when other people use it. That is the biggest hypocrisy, ridiculous irony in the world. I could call myself a, uh, 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 you know, whatever I want, but you can't. They create the word. We didn't even create the word. It's not like we would call ourselves nigga before and then they start using it. So we're like, yo, that's our word. You use this negative. We use that as positive. No, they gave us this word. They start calling us this. They invented the term. We did. But we use it. Every rap song. Every girl in the hood. Everybody uses it. Why? Because, see, that's the ego, especially black men. Filtering it through ego. Well, I feel bad when you call me nigger, but I see how much power it has. So I'm going to take that and filter it through my ego and call myself that and make myself feel good. Because nigger is a, 
is a, a, a term of endearment now in the black community. Yo, my nigga, what's up? Nigga. It's cool. See, that's what the ego does. It makes you think because we have nothing. So we're trying to grab everything we can to empower ourselves and fulfill our ego. But it's all lies. Because if I if we really thought nigga was a term endearment, we would look at them and say, all right, cool. You can say it all day long. I appreciate that. Because now we're shifting the power truly because they could say it all day long, but it's not affecting us. Like, yo, okay. Yo, he's a nigga. You call me a nigga, that's cool. Because for us, nigga, we, we, it, it upbrings us. We are who we are. So you can call us that all day long. You used to be, use it as a, a, a terrible term, but you know what? It's, it's good for us. After a while, they're going to stop saying it because of no effect. But now they got laws and the people, oh, you can't say that word, all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, we call it, it doesn't make sense. But it's our ego. It's filtering through our ego. And that's the problem. And black women, please understand that it's in your DNA to like that bad boy, to like the dangerous person. It's it's there. It's there. But you have to you have to recognize a good man that's just down on his luck or trying to come up, and a guy that has that that really nothing. You have to realize that. And one thing I've learned is that the energy you put out is the energy you get back. When you put out the negative vibes, you get back that good vibes, vice versa. Everything is connected. Our whole universe is connected. Everything is connected. So what you put out, you get back. It's about energy. So if you put out, you want a good man. They're going to give you a good man. But don't reject that good man and say, I want the thug or the guy, the brokey or the guy that, 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 that has a bullshit job or company. And he's just he's just really trying to sponge off for you because they are out there. Like I said, I'm an advocate for black men all day long. I am. But I also do call out the bullshit in our culture as well. So I'm not going to sit here and act like black men. Oh, we got the raw stick. And oh, yeah, we have. There are, there's a lot of things that went wrong with us in America. There's a lot of things that happened to us. There's a, you know, it's a special situation with us. But that still doesn't negate the fact that there are my, made my brothers out there about that bullshit. Now, I could explain the ego where it comes from. Yes. But I'm not using it as an excuse. I'm not saying, oh, well, you know, our ego, you know, we do. No, because it's one thing to know where we come from and what was taken away from us. Now that we know the opportunity is there for us. See, maybe the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, when Jim Crow and and a lot of issues were, were against black men, like literally against black men. Like we couldn't do shit. We couldn't attain the wealth we can attain, the company, the freedom. We could not do it. Are there problems? Yeah, there are. 
Of course they are. But see, the more we are, are fulfilling our false ego, that ego, that we're filtering everything through that ego, we're missing on the bigger picture. We're missing on the true freedom of America. Yes, America has its issues. Trust me, I know. I'm a black man. I could tell you stories about unfairness. So I get it. I'm from New York, the Bronx, the projects. Trust me, I know. But with that still comes opportunity. I realized that that at the end of the day, I control myself. A lot of problems I, I that happened was because I was fulfilling my ego that got me in trouble. Making wrong choices. Doing things I shouldn't have been doing. Not being a team with my wife. Giving into mental and emotional urges. Those things were being filtered by my ego. And it's hard because at the end of the day, you want to do this or you want to say that, but you have to understand that you got to move differently. You move differently in America, you can have everything you want. Like, yeah, granted, America does have a lot of issues. I admit that. I am the first to sit down and tell you America has issues. But at the end of the day, it's still the only place in the country, in the world, you could accumulate this type of wealth and notoriety. And no two right T. Did I say that right? You know me, I be, my mouth be dry sometimes. Because for me, like, and I heard, you know, you go to Africa. I, don't get me wrong, I'm sure. But in America, there's a lot of things you can do. You just got to move right. Because you know, once you're in the system, they ain't going to let you out. Once you get caught up, they're going to get you. Like, I don't have heart for people that are involved in crime and look at them and say, oh, man, the government's coming on you too hard. They, you know, they get the, they, you know, a black man gets a, a stiffer sentence than a white man. Yes, that is true. That is true. And I think it's wrong. But at the end of the day, if we know this, let's not get caught up. For every person out there that, that says they have to do drugs, sell drugs, or do something illegal to survive, there are 20 people that are doing it the right way. The majority of black men are not in prison. The majority of black men are not deadbeat daddies. The majority of black men are not coons or, or sellouts like they want you to believe. So for all those stories of unfairness, for, you know what I'm saying? You got there. Like, don't worry, there are people that did nothing wrong and got caught. Nothing wrong. So it happened. So I don't want nobody to say, damn, Cass, you know, you harsh. No, there are situations that a dude ain't done nothing and got shot. Or a dude ain't do nothing and got arrested by the police. They try to mess up his life. There's, you know, or, or there's dudes that ain't, ain't raped no girl, have baby daddies, but a woman lied on. There are those cases of when you don't do nothing, something happened. It happens. Don't get me wrong. But the majority of things that go wrong for black men are avoidable by us. And what I mean avoidable is that we, we tend to do things and try to justify it because of our struggle. Selling drugs is not the way to get out the struggle. Being only a rapper and not having a, a, a job is not a way of getting out the, out the struggle. 
We have to do better. This is not negating what has been done to us, my brothers, my sisters, but we have to do better. We have to stop living through our ego and force understanding of who we are. Get to the essence of who you are and live your truth, not your ego truth, but your truth. All right, people, I'm going to end it right there. Um, I I went off a little bit on some other topics, but I'm definitely going to cover it. Um, Check me out, man. CastleWilliams.com and catch out my, uh, I re I restacked all of my products. So at the end of the day, my products are up again. They can buy. I've saw some, I sent out all the back orders. So if you ordered, I got you. It's already, it should be either you got it already or it's on the way. Um, definitely check out my books, man. Black Man's Mental Bible, Motivation in the Journal. Check it out. Definitely great reading. Uh, my new book, my latest book that I dropped a few months ago, three, three, uh, achieving, uh, three keys to achieving success is my first, uh, self-help book really, uh, that goes with my, uh, being a life coach and giving those pointers of three things in your life that you need to focus on to be successful. Um, also, uh, yo, go on Facebook, add on the culture radio, Download the app on Google and iTunes, the Culture Radio the apps on Google and iTunes. You can check out my show every Monday at 7. I started a little late today, but every Monday at 7. But then um, all the other shows I have, all the great podcasts we have on there, check it out. If you want to know, if you want to see even more podcasts, go to our hosted distribution company, theculturalplay.com. And there's so many other podcasts on there as well that you can listen to because at the end of the day, it's good to have these discussions and listen to people discuss various topics. All right. All right. Until next time. Talk to you later. Welcome to Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Society doesn't want you to blame anything but yourself. It's a trait, not mental health. People out there is not going to understand you until you let them know. You definitely got to take into account your mental health. You have to tune into your own mind.